This is Pastor D.R.E. on the M.I.C. And this is Ready, Set, Release Prime Cuts, or as I have named it, R.S.R. Prime Cuts. And what this is, this is just a podcast dedicated to the highlights of our weekend show and uh, had an awesome time. I hope that you're able to uh, hear Ready, Set, Release um, in its entirety at some point. It's where we have the praise and worship. We have the music and everything. And so I recognize that a lot of people don't have Spotify or are premium members of Spotify. And so they don't get to enjoy the music. So I just want to dedicate a show to them. Also, I recognize some people don't necessarily care for the music. They just want to get the word, get the information and get out. So if that's what you're looking for, this is the show for you. RSR Prime Cuts. And I might even throw in some bonuses Um, in the future or along the way, okay? So get ready for the show, RSR Prime Cuts. Pastor D.R.E. back here with you. As customary, I got something I want to put in your ear. So if you got time, just listen up real quick, okay? So I'm going to be coming from Luke chapter 5, starting at verse 1 through 6. Luke chapter 5, verse 1 through 6. And it says, so it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Genazareth and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking and their net was breaking what i want to speak a a little bit uh today is launching out launching out i believe at this moment in time god is telling his people to launch out you you have to launch out in order to get what god has for you let me make this very clear there are many people who who are satisfied with how their life is and you can have a certain uh, uh, you can you can live a certain way by just doing what you want to do, and, and there's a, a certain way you can live when you just kind of you know if if the Lord show up that's okay. If He don't show up that's okay. You know you kind of live by your by your own rules. But if you really want to experience the the presence of God in your life, if you want to really experience the power of God in your life. If you want to experience the blessings of God that is on your life and everybody has a blessing on their life, you're going to have to launch out into some unfamiliar places. You're going to have to launch out into some places that feel uncomfortable, that that you were not expecting, that you've never seen. It is time for you to launch out. It's time for you to get what God has for you. How much longer are you going to sit there on your knees 
praying to God, God change my life. God bless my life. God do this in my life. How much longer are you going to do that and not answer the call of God on your on your life? Not do what God is telling you to do. You know, it's amazing how many people want to pray to God and then when God gives them the answer or gives them the direction, they don't want to follow directions. Hello, somebody. They don't want to follow directions. They just want to they just want to kind of uh, uh, just go about life and just hope that God will, you know, just do it all on his own. But in order to get what God has for you, he's going to need your cooperation. Amen. He's going to need your cooperation. He He's not going to, you know, although he could rain money from the sky, he's not necessarily going to rain money from the sky. He's not going to necessarily give you a, a check in the mail. He might give you a strategy so that you won't just get that one check, but you'll be able to produce check after check after check. They call it residual. I call it generational blessing. Hello, somebody. You, you got to be ready to do what God is telling you to do. Psalms 37, 23 and 24 says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. Listen to this. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord God upholds him with his hand. It says the steps of a good man, a good man, a righteous man uh, is ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. Here's the good news. Though he stumble, he shall not utterly be cast down. Why won't he be cast down? Because he is following the steps of the Lord. He's following the steps of the Lord. He's being guided by the Lord. He, God has you by his hand. I kind of call it, I, I like to think about it like this. He has He has uh, bumper rails on both sides of you. You know what it is when you go bowling and you know if you're not that good of a bowler, you know, you can you can roll the ball and it goes straight into the gutter. And then they have these things they can put up they they, they call them, I think they call them gutter rails. And so what happens is even though you might be heading towards the gutter, that rail is there to 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 put you back in line so that you will accomplish what you need to accomplish. Hallelujah. He got he has your back. I want you to get that in your mind. God has your back. God has your hand. He's not going to let you fall. You will not be destroyed. You will not be cast down. You will not fail. God has you by the hand when your steps are ordered by God. Are your steps being ordered by God? It's time to go to the new level. It's time to get what God has for you. Everybody, listen. It, it, you, no, no one is special. Let, let me let me make that perfectly clear. No one is special when it comes to God. God got blessings for everybody. It's just some people listen, some people don't. God got blessings for everybody. It's just some people are fearful to launch out and to do those things that they're uncomfortable to do. And then there's some people that will say, Lord, however you guide me, I will go. Are you going to be one of those people that will say, Lord, whatever you tell me to do, I will do it. Proverbs 3 and 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. See, where you're about to go now, you can't go You can't go there with your own understanding. Where, where God is taking you now to the next level, you're not going to be able to, 
to uh 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 go off on your own intellect you're not going to be able to to do it off your own intellect or your own human nature it, you, your mind won't be able to conceive it because it's not going to make sense because nobody would just do anything nobody would do something that would uh make them feel uncomfortable so it's going to take faith to go where god is telling you to go our natural thought process is if it doesn't make any sense then i'm not going to do it our natural process uh, or a thought process is if it's going to cause me pain then i'm not going to do it if i don't know too much about it if i feel uncomfortable then then i'm not going to do it and this my people is what separates leaders from followers this is what separates leaders from followers. Those who will go out and, and then you have those that just follow. You got people who will set trends and then you got people who follow trends. Which one are you going to be? You got people who are beyond, uh, uh, who are beyond blessed, who, who are really, really blessed, really, really successful. And then you got those people who just, you know, are just making it. They're just making it. They're just doing enough to get by. But God is saying to you on today, he has more for you. It's time for you to launch out. It's time to go to the next level. And I come to tell you, going to the next level isn't always uh, 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 easy. Going to the next level can be, can be daunting, really. I want you to think about it like this. If you're if you're climbing a wall or climbing a mountain, here's here's what makes that that obstacle so so uh what's the word precarious or or makes it difficult. It's the fact that you're climbing up a wall first of all and you're having to pull up on it. You you got to use your strength. And, and and sometimes using your strength makes your body hurt a little bit because you're doing something that you're not accustomed to doing. You're pulling up. You're going straight up. You're pulling up and and, and just climbing and climbing and your body is reacting to the pain because how many know that sometimes when you exercise when you first start exercising your body will alert you that you're doing something that you're not accustomed to doing hello somebody uh, you're you're not accustomed to using those muscles you're not accustomed to doing push-ups you're not accustomed to climbing and your body will let you know that i don't like this and so if you are not disciplined enough, if you don't have enough fortitude, then, then you will stop at the first sign of pain. But what I want to tell you on today is through, even though you have pain, go beyond the pain. Because the more you begin to climb, the more you begin to press on, the less you feel that pain. And, and sooner or later, you won't feel it at all. I'm talking about when you climb. Another thing that happens when you climb, <coughs> when you climb is that you when you climb, you are facing your adversary straight in the face. Oh goodness, you're looking at that wall, the thing that you're you're fighting against, the thing that is causing you trouble, the thing that is causing you to use these muscles. 
you are looking straight at it and you're almost nose to nose with this wall and and, and the problem with that is you got the the adversary or the situation the problem in your face and you don't have the goal in your face so you're climbing up to the goal but you can't see it but you got this wall in front of you and it's it's making you push Oh goodness, if I could just get a, a a a glimpse of the goal, if I could just put my eyes on the goal, if I could just put my eyes on the top, but when you're climbing straight up, you don't get to see the goal. You just get to see the trouble. You just get to see this the the adversary or the mountain in your way. And it's nose to nose with you. And it's solid, but you're climbing up little by little, taking a step, one step at a time. Do you have the ability to stare your your situation or the problem in the face, to stare the trouble in the face and say, I see you and, and, and I know you're in front of me right now, but I'm going higher than you. I'm going to surpass you. I'm going to keep going because this is not my stopping point. Oh, God, this shall not be my stopping point. You, you might be in front of me now, but in a minute, it be, if I keep going, if I keep pressing, I'm going to be on top of you. Glory to God. You got to keep going. You got to keep pressing because you know at the end, you're going to be on top. You're going to reach the goal. You're going to be on top of the mountain. Or you're going to move it out of the way, however you want to phrase it. The point is, is that you have the victory. You shall win. Are you, are, are, do you have a made up mind that I'm going to win? It's time for you to launch out. Some of you have been talking about the same issue since 2019, some 2000. 2010 you've been worrying about the same situation and, and you've been saying you've been praying the same prayer and you keep saying lord when is it my turn and god is saying it's your turn now but i need you to agree with me i need you to trust me on this thing i need you not to lean to your own understanding but but let let me order your steps let me help you with this i i, I need you to climb a little bit listen i got your back you're not gonna be, you're not gonna fall you're not gonna be cast down you're, you're not gonna fail I got you. It's time for you to take the step. You need to look yourself in the mirror and say, I will not deal with this another day. And it doesn't mean that you have to be dealing with something traumatic. But for those who want more, you need to say to yourself, today is the last day that I be in this position. It's the last day. I'm going to trust God and launch out into the deep. When we look at the scripture in Luke chapter five, we're, we're looking at Simon who, who has been doing something that he is accustomed to doing. Simon is a fisherman by trade. He knows how to fish. He know where the fish is and he has been fishing all night long have you ever felt like you were good at something and you've been doing it all night long and, and and here's the thing normally you would get some some reaction normally you would get something out of your work 
out of your toil but he's been toiling all night and hasn't received anything hasn't caught anything and just when he was about to give up jesus showed up on the scene glory to god just when he was about to give up see you can understand we we recognize he was about to give up because he was washing his nets his washing his nets means or, or represents i have i have surrendered for the day i have given up for the day i have said to myself i've done everything i know how to do I don't mind. I'm, I've, I've come to the to the realization I'm not going to win today. That's what he's saying. And some of us, we we have that attitude. We say we're not going to win today. But here, here we are. Sometimes we take it a little further. We say I will not win in life. Because what I thought was going to happen didn't happen. I'm giving up on my future because all the toil that I've done, it, it hasn't led to anything. I'm still without. I'm still dealing with scarcity. I'm still hungry. I still don't have enough for my family. I still don't have enough for my wife. I still don't have the car. I still don't have the house. I still don't have the business I thought I would have. I am done. I am washing my nets. And and right when Simon had resided to the point that he, he is not going to be able to do what he thought he was going to do, Jesus showed up. Let me tell you something. When you are about to give up, that's when Jesus shows up. When you are weak, therefore, that's when you become strong. Jesus showed up on the scene and changed his entire life with with one with one uh with one command with him just saying launch out into the deep he changed simon's entire life how close are you from your life being changed all it takes is one command from god one word from god and you to obey that word when he says launch out into the deep Oh goodness, you're, you're, one, you're one command away and you responding to that command. You're, you're one uh, o obedient move away. One defining moment away. If you can just ignore your emotions for just one minute, that's where we mess up. We are so emotional that we put more stock in our emotions than we put in the word of God. And God is saying, I want to do it, but do you believe me? Do you have the faith to obey my word when everything around you says it don't work? It shouldn't work. And before we point out, well, this is a disciple of God or, or a disciple of Jesus, let's remember at this moment, Simon, who would be called Peter, is not a disciple. He is a man. He is a he is a man just like me and you. He has no special title. He has no special authority, but he has a mind and, and he has a moment to make a decision. Shall I listen to what this man is saying, or shall I just do what I know to do? 
Shall I listen to what this man is saying or shall I be uh, uh, ruled by my emotions? Led by my emotions. He had the decision to make. And so do you. You got a decision to make. People on the outside would say they would justify you quitting. Be careful of who you surround yourself with who will justify you or, or they're okay with you quitting. If someone is okay with you quitting and okay with you being less than what you can be, you need to get away from that person and get somebody who will push you. Hey, I know that's right. I got a friend right now. I told her, I was like, I don't know if I could do it. She said, what are you talking about? You can do it and you will do it. That's all I need to hear. I just, sometimes you just need somebody to push you. That will see greatness in you when you can't see it by yourself. Oh God, help me up in here. You need somebody who will push you. Who can see like God sees when you can't see like God sees. And so he has a decision to make. And many people would justify him quitting because after all, he is a fisherman. He knows this body of water. Now, when you do your research, you will know, like I said, he's a fisherman. And here's the other thing. Many times uh, back in those days, uh, a true fisherman who, who did this for a livelihood, they would fish at night. The reason why they would fish at night is because they didn't want the fish to see the net. Okay? And when you fished in, at least in this body of water, in the Lake of Gennesaret, you would fish near land. You wouldn't launch out to the deep because, because it was it was uh, a noticeable or it was it was known that the fish would be near the shore or nearer to the shore than launching out to the deep. So Jesus, who is not a fisherman at all, is telling a fisherman after he has washed his nets, he's cleaned his nets of all the debris and all the dirt and everything. He's saying, launch out into the deep. In other words, launch out to the, get away from the land, go further out launch your nets into the deep part into the deep part in other words do what you are not accustomed to do do what 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 uh human intellect would tell you not to do and simon said i've toiled all night i'm tired but then that's when faith started talking he said nevertheless at your word, I will. Nevertheless, at your word, I will. How many of you have a word from God, whether you got it from out the Bible, whether you got it from a, 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 a minister or, or a prophet, or whether you got it from your personal prayer time, and you know God told you to do this thing, and, and you said to yourself, I'm tired. 
And that's what the enemy tries to do. He tries to make you tired because that's the only way you can't accomplish what God has told you uh, to do or you can't have what God said you can have. The only way you can't have it is if you say I'm tired and you surrender the benefit. You surrender the victory. Other than that, you, you will get what God has told you you can have. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he has to do it. Simon said, nevertheless, I'm tired. I've already washed my nets. But nevertheless, because you said it, it doesn't, it doesn't go uh, together with how I was taught to fish. And I am a fisherman by trade, but nevertheless, at your word, I will. And when Simon launched out into the deep and believed the word of the Lord, he got more than enough. He didn't get just his knees met. He got more than enough because he obeyed the word of God. What is God? What has God promised you? And you're saying, I wish I could get it. But let me tell you what the problem is. You haven't launched out deep enough. You haven't went beyond your own human comprehension. You you haven't really you haven't really walked by faith just yet. You said you have faith, but you're only saying you have faith to the things that you can handle. So in the event that God's word don't show up, you can make it happen on your own. You need to start believing things that your mind can't see. You need to start believing things. You need to start dreaming bigger is what I'm saying. You need to start. You need to start thinking on a larger scale because God wants more for you than you know. He has more for you than you know. You just have to position yourself in, in faith. In, in, in your thought process, you have to position yourself to receive what God has for you. God said, I will open up a window and pour out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive it. A window to pour out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. That 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 sounds like to me, uh, uh, whatever that's on your mind, you got room for it. So you need to expand your thinking so you can get that blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. And when we talking about room enough to receive, we're talking about room in your life to receive. God has a blessing that's in store for you that you won't be able to receive and that your children won't be able to receive in their lifetime and your children's children won't be able to receive in their lifetime. He's that kind of God and he can bless you just like that but it takes you launching out it takes you launching out and saying nevertheless i will it's time for you to launch out i'm going to leave you with this one one last point i want you to notice in that passage jesus told him to let down his nets in ets and simon let down his net in et and so the blessing was so big that he almost lost it 
because he didn't he wasn't fully positioned to receive all of it. What am I telling you on today? If God told you to let down your nets, don't be foolish or be in doubt or unbelief. Let down your nets and not your net. Get ready for the overflow. Don't just don't just have your mind set to, oh, well, I'm just going to get this little thing right here. Simon would have lost, could have lost all of his blessing because he was not prepared for it like he needed to be. Because let me tell you something, when God begins to pour, my God, when he begins to pour, when he begins to open up that window, you better be ready. All I want to know is, are you ready? All right, Pastor D.R.E. back here with you. And you know what time it is? It is time to go to grandma's house. Yes, grandma's house. That woman, every grandma has those home remedies or those things that will help you in your daily life, natural remedies. And so this week, we're going to highlight something that most people grew up with uh, and had to take at some point. At least I know I did it at some point. But what I'm talking about today is castor oil. Now, as soon as I say castor oil, I know somebody's face just just squished up, looked like you 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 ate a sour lemon because castor oil was that thing everybody uh, hated to take. But you know, Grandma knows best, and so we're just gonna highlight castor oil. Castor oil is known for being what a powerful laxative you better not come to grandma talking about your stomach hurt because if you said that you were getting that castor oil castor oil is known as a powerful laxative uh it is fda approved as a laxative it's not even just a hunch anymore just something that grandma does but it is uh um approved by the fda to help with constipation it actually clears you out pretty good. And so instead of taking uh, all these over-the-counter drugs that have harsh chemicals and, and things of that nature, why don't you get your spoonful of castor oil and watch how all that constipation just just uh, runs away, just drives away. You know, you'll have your nice, clean, healthy body. So it's known to be a natural laxative. But one thing, other things we don't know about castor oil is castor oil is a natural moisturizer. Yes, and I mean, duh, as thick as it is, we should have known, but it is a natural moisturizer. Many people who cannot deal with the chemicals in lotions or, or you know, the, have the, the side effects, you know, some people have real sensitive skin very very sensitive skin and so one of the ways to combat that is to get something natural a natural oil and castor oil is that one it is so thick you don't need a lot and most people do mix it with coconut oil or some other oil to uh to to make it last to to stretch it and it does the job it acts absolutely uh moisturizes your skin and you just be as shiny as you want to be. Uh, another benefit we don't think about when we uh, talk about 
castor oil is it promotes healing healing and when we say healing we're talking about um diabetes diabetic ulcers burns stuff of that nature it actually helps in the healing process when you use castor oil the skin won't dry out you know where the the sore is you know how many times you've gotten cut and your skin begins to heal up but then it becomes very hard and that that scab dries out and it never really heals heals properly well using castor oil will help your skin heal properly and uh it, it won't hurt so bad or itch so bad and you'll actually have a better uh a better sore uh there was one case in 2013 uh where a gentleman who was 81 years old had um abdominal abdominal surgical wound an abdominal surgical wound and he could not you know get it to heal properly um wasn't able to tolerate uh other topical therapies and so they gave him a mixture of castor oil and an enzyme called trispin or tripsin uh and it actually helped the wound healed that was the only thing that could help him and it actually uh helped the the wound heal so what i'm just saying on today is castor oil has so many benefits not just the one we're accustomed to at least in our community where you know you take it so you can go use the bathroom and it you know not saying they didn't work but you know there's so many other um benefits to castor oil and it's something you might want to try so go ahead and get your bottle of castor oil put it up in that medicine cabinet so you don't have to be grabbing all this other stuff all right i see you in a bit so we're back listen okay you know i like to keep positive news uh instead of the chaos that's hitting and that's going on in this world but i i really feel like um this needs to be addressed so there's a story that has been out for a minute now uh, about the fatal shooting of an unarmed black man in michigan the gentleman's name was patrick and i hope i'm saying his last name right leoya patrick leoya and so as the story goes um he was driving you know in this neighborhood or community however you want to phrase it he was driving and he got pulled over by the police the police officer pulled him over because the tag did not match the car okay um the police officer uh stopped the gentleman mr leoya stopped him and uh, apparently um the gentleman got out the car and the police officer told him to stop uh you know get back in the car the whole nine now the police officer also asked the gentleman do you speak english 
the gentleman replied, Mr. Leoya replied, yes, he does. And so uh, they they get into one thing leads to another. Okay, the the, uh, police officer tried to put his hand behind his back. He wouldn't do it. Apparently, they begin the the gentleman ran or whatever, and the police caught him. And uh, while he's chasing him, you can see in the video he's trying to tase him. Um, you know, they get into a scuffle, and um, during the scuffle, it is shown on the police cam, the body cam, that. The police officer is on top of him. And, you know, it is said that the police officer is like, let go of my taser. And so what ends up happening is the police officer shoots this guy in the back of the head, in the back of the head. And that is, you know, it is very unfortunate. Um, I don't think unfortunate is even the proper, the proper word. But it, it should not have happened. And listen, I am a black man. For those who don't know, I am a black man who has suffered many um, things in my life. You know, I've been pulled over wrongly. I've been searched wrongly. Um, I've had some other things happen I won't even speak on. Um but all of them have been wrong and it is very upsetting that we constantly hear these stories where um, people are just dying unjustly you know we hear all these tragic stories and, and what's scary about it is it doesn't even it doesn't even hit a nerve no more because it's so much of the norm. You know, if you really want to know how things are going on in in our community, in the black community, just listen to a group of black guys. I promise you, every last one of them got a story where they got pulled over for no reason or got searched for for little to nothing every last one of us got a story and and what's scary about it is we talk about it like it's nothing because it is something that happens all the time and and i'm sick of our people getting messed up getting killed you know getting uh our rights violated for no reason now with all that being said let me say this, and I know I may catch some flack for this, but I, I hate that the police officer did what he did, you know. We don't know. We, we see the tussle, and, and the gentleman got shot in the back of the head. But but here, here is my here's my issue. I know there's people calling for justice. I know that there's people who are upset about it because this is a reoccurring theme in our community. But what I want people to do is read the whole story. Read the whole story. This police officer stopped the gentleman, Mr. Leoya, because 
the plate did not match the car. Could it have been a mistake? Could be. Let's just say it could be. Okay. After that, the police officer asked him to get back in the car. He would not get back in the car. And by the way, I, I, I brought up the point that the officer asked him whether he was, uh, the, whether he spoke English or not. And that is very important because the the gentleman, uh, when when you talk to the father, the gentleman is from the Congo, you know. Uh, so the police officer made sure that the gentleman understood him. You know, it wasn't a thing where he doesn't know our language and and you know, so he doesn't know what the police officer is saying. The gentleman replied, "Yes, I speak English." Okay. After that, the police officer tries to grab him. He resists. Okay. Then he takes off and runs or is trying to get away. The police officer fired the taser. For whatever reason, it didn't connect or it didn't work. We not sure. Okay. Um, he has him on the ground and and on the on the cam you hear him saying let go of my taser which means he was trying to use the taser and then and then after all that we have the fatal shooting in the back of the head which i don't condone okay let me make that perfectly clear i don't condone there's a lot of places you could have shot this man um and I don't condone that. You know, people who are not in that situation would say there's a lot of places he could have shot this man or he could have waited for backup. You know, there's so much. I, I'm hearing so much. And so they have the attorney, Ben Crump, on the scene. You know, he's representing the family because of how he died. And, you know, it's just we're in a climate where, you know, it, it's just a lot of things have been exposed. You know, the the police brutality has really been exposed. And so now you know it is being very much um looked at and uh you know we're constantly fighting but here, here's what i want to here's what i want to bring to your attention people i hate that he died i don't condone the shooting in the back of the head but let's look at the facts though the man was driving in a car that had the wrong plate the plate didn't match the car so he had reason to pull him over based on what we know right now or what i know right now if you know more then hey okay got it but then after that if he would have just did what the police officer told him to do it would not have escalated to the point that it did and if he did not run there would not have been no tussle now i know they're saying the police officer could have waited for backup but you know who, who's to say that he would have been there for backup to come who's to say that you know because we we always find a reason to to say well you could have did this you could have did that okay let's just say he called for backup and now you got four police cars trying to get one man i promise you you know what some people would have said well why they need all those police just for one man they trying to do something shady. 
you, you understand what I'm saying? And he he was fighting the, the police officer for the taser. If he would have just, you know, if he would have just cooperated, if he would have just listened to what the gentleman said, if he would have just got back in his car like, you know, the police officer said, it wouldn't have been no issue. And so now it's a national story and everybody is focusing on what the police officer did you know by by killing this man what i think we really need to talk about as well as well is the fact that this man did not cooperate with the police the fact that from all accounts right now for what we know right now there was a reason why he had to be stopped and he fought the police and so as much as we want justice you know for our brothers and sisters and as much as we want to hold the police accountable we must hold ourselves accountable as well we got to we must hold ourselves accountable as well if you're going to scream police brutality then you know let it let it let the do what you can to to stop it from getting to that point is i guess what i'm saying you know you're screaming police brutality this man might lose his job you know i i saw the dude you know he's he's not no little small guy who's resisting And, and so, what about the police officer? You know, everybody's saying, oh, he was scared or whatever. You know, he didn't have to do that. Well, think about the police officer who has to deal with, uh, who has to deal with the public every day who might be scared for himself. He might have a family too. You know, we're screaming about, you know, the father saying he's lost a son. Well, he's trying not to have to where his son lose his father. He got, he got a mother and father too. And so when you have a guy who who's not a small guy, I mean, he's not real big, but he's not a small guy. It's not like he's a child. And he's taking your taser or trying to take your taser. What do you do? You know, he could have shot him somewhere else. He could have. But we don't know the mindset of how he was. You know, I, 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 I promise you, I would never be a cop. I would never be a cop because it's too dangerous, and it's just here's what we do in America: when somebody messes up, something is unfair. We take it all the way to the other side instead of trying to even that stuff out. take it all the way to the to the other side instead of trying to even it out and so all i'm just saying is you know everybody wants to be treated equally that's 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 fair we we want to be treated equally you know our community is screaming we want equal rights we want to be treated equally 
you know and so I'm with that but what we must we must do is make sure that we are treating people right as well you know I see some people who talk crazy to the cops and and I'm saying to myself if you talk to me like that it's a problem it's going to be a problem you know some of the things we say to cops and, and then when the cop reacts you know we're ready to scream oh oh it's it's racism oh it's police brutality no you you just came up to a man or a woman and said what you ain't gonna do and you done called them all out their name and stuff and then when you get hemmed up or you get locked up you're screaming racism it, it's it's amazing to me we don't we don't see we don't see the other side and i i guess that goes back into how a lot of people are built nowadays it's all about selfishness you know it's it's all about me we don't consider anybody else's feelings we don't consider anybody else's job you know and i know there's going to be some people who disagree with me but i can tell you how how you know people are a lot of people are i've worked in customer service for for years i've been uh, a property manager for years I, i've dealt with the public for years and let me tell you something sometimes you know because we don't see the other side because we just feel like uh we should have a right to say anything we want to some sometimes you know you you want to you just look at them and say really you know this is how you're talking to me you're talking to me like that and when I say selfishness, I'm just—I'm not just talking about the, the the black community. I'm talking about black, white, Asian, uh, Chinese, whatever you want to say. This this generation really just don't want to listen to anybody. And the moment something goes wrong, now they want to cry about it. And so all I, all I'm trying to say is, we need to make sure that we respect everybody we want the cops to respect us we want lawmakers to respect us we want people in authority to respect us well let's let's reciprocate the same thing let's respect them as well you know the cops know that everybody ain't right you know everybody's not doing their job right but there's a lot of people that do their job right this situation did not have to happen and I know somebody feeling some type of way right now but this situation did not have to happen and this is coming from somebody who has been done wrong by the cops who did not do what he did I tried to be professional about it and I got done wrong anyway but, but here it is though I'm still living that young man is dead because he just didn't follow orders and and quite honestly with this story he had chance after chance 
but he just didn't do right. Now, is there a police problem? Absolutely. And I'll, I'll never stop saying that there's a police problem. For a long time, I was a person who didn't care for the police. And I, you know, I, I won't say how I feel now. Well, you know how I feel now if you listen to me closely. But at the same time, right is right, wrong is wrong. I'm gonna leave you with this this one quick thing. So I was I at one of my previous jobs. I was I I uh, I would talk to people all the time. And uh, me and this gentleman was talking. He was a cop. He was uh, he was pretty high ranking, you know. And so uh, I was telling him about my experiences with the police because I'm a person. Listen, if you want to talk. Let's talk. I'm not just going to be like, oh, I can't stand you. I don't even know you. So I need to know how you are, how you think. Let's talk about this thing. And so me and him were talking. He was a white guy. And uh, he said to me, he said, I know that there's a lot of issues. He said, I know there's a lot of issues. He said, but the problem is a lot of times no one will speak up to where we can fix it. And he was like, I am so sorry you went through what you went through. He almost kind of had tears in his eyes. You know, you could see the, the the water ducts filling up. He's like, I'm so sorry you went through what you went through. He said, we need to change it. But we need everybody to cooperate. You know, and when I say cooperate, I'm talking about we need the police to cooperate. We need the general public to cooperate you know, to come together. And that's what I'm saying right now. We need everybody, uh, we need we need everybody's cooperation if we're gonna stop this. Because guess what, if we don't, stuff like this is gonna continue to happen. And here's something else we gotta think about. If I'm constantly, just think about how you are now. If someone is constantly um, disrespecting you, constantly disrespecting you how 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 is the next person what is the next person going to to catch you know how it is when you have really bad days i mean you just had a really bad day and you've been catching it on all sides and then even the person that love you maybe your wife or your kids they come ask you just a simple question and you blow up why because you have had people constantly disrespecting you all day. I want you to think about how much the police officers, I, we already know what the, the black community is dealing with, but how much the police officers uh, deal with on a daily basis of people disrespecting them. And then, you know, you're trying to do your job right, but you're constantly being disrespected and you're just full of emotion right now. And as I always say, when you make emotional decisions, you're going to lose. So it's just going to take all of us coming together. I understand you got to do your job. I got to do my job. You know, if I'm wrong, hey, I'm wrong. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. That's all I'm saying. I don't care. You know, I, I know somebody's going to, gonna, you know, say, oh, he's whatever. But I just want our people to be safe. You know, and I don't want this fight. You know, we're, we're doing this fight trying to create change. I don't want that to turn uh, to be of none effect because 
we don't know how to do right. You know, just because police brutality has been exposed doesn't mean it doesn't give us a license to just do what we whatever we want to do and then just tell them I don't care you're going to have to deal with it you can't touch me that's childish stuff you know so let's 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 think about this I I pray for his family you know I hate that you know he got killed I don't condone the killing. I don't want this to be mixed up now. I don't condone the killing. I don't condone what the police officer did. But what I did want to point out is all of this could have been, uh, uh, all of this could have been avoided if everybody in that situation was respecting each other. Just learn to. Just, just, just do what you have to do. All right. Pastor Dre, back here with you. Had to get myself together after that story. Um, and listen, like I said, let me just make it abundantly clear. Let me make it abundantly clear. I do not condone I do not condone the killing of this man but all I was trying to point out is how we have a responsibility to do our part as well you know and I and I'm never going to take a step back from that you know right is right wrong is wrong I don't care who it is what color you are whatever right is right wrong is wrong right and so if you just do what you need to do then sometimes we don't get to that point but anyway i digress listen i, I want to bring up to you real quick i know I'm, I'm i'm running a little bit so this this happened in houston uh not too long ago i don't see the the uh, actual date that it happened um but a houston woman was was robbed at gunpoint um near her home and so basically uh, a gentleman jumped out of his car um and began and, and robbed a woman at gunpoint she threw the purse at him he demanded money you know and that is such a you know it, it's it's sad that you know you you can't feel safe even near your home or in your home but but anyway so that happened well uh, she was on the news and a gentleman by the name of Trey the Truth, he's actual he's actually a rapper um, slash community activist and I, I love that uh, he heard about the story and he absolutely um, just really spoke on his disgust of it and he absolutely says he doesn't condone it and he was basically saying listen we, we should not be doing this to our women. We shouldn't be doing this to our kids. You know, our women and our children should feel safe. And I'm with that. And he even went on to say, kind of in a, in a way, he said, you know, if if they're not in that life, they're not in that street life, you know, leave them people alone. You know, uh, that that's not a gangster. And it doesn't make you gangster by robbing an elderly woman 
of her, her of her money. You know, robbing a, a, an elderly woman at gunpoint. And so he got word of the story, and he went and found the the uh, the lady, and uh, basically, you know, pretty much talked to her and told her how she, you know, she can make it and everything else. And and and, and we must realize because in the in the story, the woman was really shaken by this. She hasn't left the house. She hasn't been able to do anything because of the fear. And so this gentleman basically told her she doesn't have anything to fear about. He has her back. You know, he has communities back and and he helped her out, you know, financially. And so now the, the police are involved. There's a $5,000 reward uh, to capture the, the gentleman who did this to this elderly woman. And I love the story because you know what it shows? It shows our people um, kind of managing ourselves or policing ourselves. You know, we need more people like Trey the Truth, you know, to hold, to, to be in the community and just say what he's not going to allow. He's real big in Houston. Um, and, and that says a lot. We need we need some young soldiers like that. Some people who've been around. Someone who could tell you something. Someone who's not a, who's not scared of the streets to really police the streets. He is a perfect example of what can happen if we all just come together. You know, maybe if we learn to police each other, you know, and look out for each other, we wouldn't hear a lot of the stories that we heard just a few minutes ago. You know, so I thought that was very good. I'm I'm so glad that he reached out to the to the elderly woman. And who really robs an elderly woman? You got to be built different. Just a well, I really could say some things, but I, I have no respect for people who who mistreat the elderly. You know, they they've done all this, and and most times they've lived a, a very productive life. They're always helping people. You know, and, and for you to rob an elderly woman, you 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 ain't nothing. Like you, I really boy, I really could say some things for that. But you really have no respect for life. You have no respect for your elders, and I'm all about respect. You know, you that bad? You a gangster? Why don't you rob another gangster? You shouldn't rob anybody. But if you gonna if you gonna do that, like truth, truth said, if you gonna do that, you know, don't mess with somebody who ain't about that life. Get at somebody who on your level. But anyway, I feel myself getting heated. But anyway, I'm glad for Trey the Truth, you know, doing what he did and just showing the uh, elderly woman that everything's going to be all right. He helped out financially. He didn't have to do that, but he's about taking care of his people. And many of us could follow that uh, same example, whether you be Christian, whether you be whatever, whatever your beliefs are, we should all have uh, a... We should all feel obligated to take care of the people that took care of us. Plain and simple. But anyway, appreciate that. Appreciate that, Trade the Truth. Yeah. This is Papa Petty. You want to impress your woman? You want to impress your wife? This is what you need. You don't need no roses. You don't need no money. You don't need any gifts. 
You don't even have to make love to all night. This is what you need. You need a dish rag. Some Dawn 409. And a broom. This is what you do. You get the rag. And the Dawn. And you wash all the dishes. All of them. Every last dish. Including the pots. Make them sparkly. Nice and clean. After you wash them. Dry them. Don't just leave them out in the. In the. In the little rack. Dry them and put them in the the cabinet. Once you do that. Take that same rag. Rinse it out. Ring it out real good. Get the 409. And hit them countertops. Stroke them countertops. With the 409. In a circular motion. Wax on. Wax off. It'll start to. Glisten a little bit. It'll let you know. That it's clean. Once you do that, because you've wiped off the counters, cleaned the counters, got all of the crumbs on the floor, take that broom and just sweep that floor. Sweep that floor. Even get the corners if you're trying to make it look real good. Get even in the corners. Get the trash up off the floor. Yeah. It's looking real nice in there. Looking real nice. Meanwhile, your woman's in the other room. But this kitchen is looking real nice right about now. If you want to do bonus points, A. Get a vacuum. Or a Swiffer. You know how your floor is. And just vacuum. Like there's no tomorrow. Get the nice little lines in it. You got it set. You got everything clean. Here's the magic item that I didn't mention. If you really want to set it off. Before your woman gets up or your wife gets up back in that kitchen get you a pot put it on the stove put one cup of water just one just one one cup of water and there's a magic potion called fabuloso put that fabuloso in that water turn your stove on put the pot on the stove, turn it on, turn it on to about warm or low so that aroma can just flow throughout the house. And when your woman walks in and she smells that fabuloso and see all the work you've done, 
she's going to love you even more. And it's going to be your day because guess what? There's no cleaning she has to do. (laughs) My brother, you got it. Touchdown. Enjoy your day. I'm just saying. This is Papa Petty. I'll holla. Pastor D.R.E. on the MIC back here with you. Listen, I just want to say thank you for joining us on today. I hope the show has been uh, uh, entertaining for you. I hope it's been informational for you. I hope that it has made you think. Um, These are just my closing remarks. Um, I I just want to say this Sunday, this Sunday, tomorrow is Easter Sunday. And I don't want it to get lost what it means you know a lot of times we celebrate easter by coloring eggs and doing the egg hunt and all that's good all that's good you know to keep the children involved but i want to make sure that you understand what it really means and the value of it you know easter is the holiday where we celebrate the resurrection of our lord and savior jesus christ and and in order to celebrate his resurrection we must remind ourselves of the crucifixion and to know that he died for us uh, the way he did there's no greater love than that you must understand that he took a whooping he took stripes on his back all over his body just for you he bled just for you when when they hit him the, the flesh would come off his back from the bone because they didn't just hit him with a whip they hit him with with uh uh metal tassels i, I want to say and it would just rip into his skin and rip flesh out he did all that just for you when they put the crown on his head they show in the pictures in the movies you know they they show you this crown but the movie doesn't do it justice. That crown of thorns that was on his head were thick thorns. And they didn't just place it on his head. They shoved it on his head and began to beat him in his head with the thick thorns on his head. And when they hit him, the thorns were so sharp and so thick that the thorns actually went into his skull and the brain matter was exposed he did all that just for you he was beat unrecognizable as a man he was basically a piece of meat sitting on a cross and let's talk about the cross he died on that cross he was nailed to that cross just for you uh, uh, nails in his hands nails in his feet on that cross that he had to carry by the way nailed to that cross he did that just for you and with all the physical pain that he had to endure 
with all that he went through, let's not forget this. He was innocent. He was innocent. To the point that when when uh, Pilate said, I find no, no fault in this man. I washed my hands of this man. He washed his hands from this man because he was innocent. He died on the cross just for you. And let's not forget this as well. He was innocent. And the people that decided his fate were the same people that he loved. They took a guilty man off the cross and put an innocent man up there. It wasn't the government that crucified him. It was his own people that he loved. He endured the cross. He endured the shame, the betrayal. He did all that just for you. And so as you go throughout your day on tomorrow with the Easter egg hunt and you know, we see these rabbits and everything else. I don't want it to get lost, the true meaning of Easter. I don't want it to get lost what our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ did for us. He took all of that just for you so that you and me might have eternal life. So that me and you would have a chance to get get ourselves right and with all that being said have you done right by him have you made his investment worthwhile or are you still doing things that go contrary to what you believe or what you should believe is your actions that you do now are they being counterproductive what if someone did all that just for you someone you could actually see someone that you actually see and you knew and they took all of that just so that you might live so that you might be set free. And then after they've died and done all of that, you deny his love. You deny knowing him. You act in a way that you just shouldn't. You you discount the investment that he made. All I'm just trying to say is don't forget don't forget what he's done for you make the investment worth it okay this is Pastor DRE on the MIC thank you so much I will see you next week